Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. Your brand character is where the process starts. So, so defining your brand by human characteristics as if it were a live person. So we've talked about that before. Things like how you would describe somebody to your best friend. Like mm-hmm. if they're funny or they're they're nice or they're loving or what the, all those words, mm-hmm. right? And April, you stopped me from saying this wrong because this is your area. <laughs> Uh, no, I won't. You're, you're good. Okay. And so from there, you develop your tone of voice, which becomes the how the brand character comes to life. So those are the choices you make. So it's like funny, ha-ha, not crass, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So those are the choices you make in, in, in how your tone of voice comes to life. So messaging is the final step where you put that into action. So we have episodes and worksheets on all of these things. So you can go back and listen to all that on brand character and tone of voice. If you don't have those in your toolkit yet, they're a really good basis for this episode. Yep. So we're kind of completing the package here with messaging. All right. And with that, we will get into how to translate your brand's tone of voice into messaging. Number one, audit your existing materials. And I'll go ahead and take this one. So you've heard us talk about auditing before. It's part of the process at various steps when you're revamping your brand. And it's also an important step when we get here in the whole tone of voice, brand character messaging kind of package, as I said. This is because it helps you identify areas where you might have been inconsistent or even non existent when it came to your effective tone of voice. So this is why we talked about in the setup, starting with your character and then your tone of voice so that you can effectively have a messaging strategy put into place. And existing materials come in all forms. They can include website copy, marketing materials, internal messaging or documents you send out regularly to employees, speeches that have been given, keynotes, social media, ads, talking points you have out there for PR. All of the things that you communicate with verbally, whether that's actual people saying things or written communications, that's what we're asking you to audit here. And when you are auditing, you're looking very specifically for the following things. Messaging that does not match up or is said in a whole variety of ways. You need to pick one. Messaging that anyone could say. This is what we would call commodity text. If your competitors could pull it out and say it too, shouldn't be there. Messaging that fails to connect on an emotional level. Again, back to that commodity comment in that space. Asking those important brand questions, which we also talk about all of the time. Who am I? Why would you want me? How am I different? Finding ways to communicate your message through your brand character, using those tone of voice principles to bring that personality to life in a consistent way. You're also looking for things that are fundamental to who you are and that you want to pull forward, even if the tone may not be right at this point. So those could be, we kind of look at these as like proof points, right? Mm -hmm. Like why are you in existence kind of beyond that emotional thing? So facts and figures that tell the story of your brand and support why someone should choose you. Lines of copy that do get at the emotional connection, even if they need to be tweaked to fit the tone. Or messaging that does make you different from your competition and answers those three brand questions we outlined above. So this is not throw everything out. The audit is meant to, yes, identify areas where you need to improve, but also identify things that you can say, you know, that is who we are or that mm-hmm. is how we want to sound. We might not have been consistent about it, but if I have to pick, these are the things that are starting to lean into what I think we want to be and how we want to connect on that emotional brand level with our consumers. Yeah, I I love this because <laughs> it also can be a... Um 
a very telling but very um, heart wrenching to some extent oh, exercise. Right? I know because sometimes you're looking at you're like. It, I'm going to redo everything, like uh-huh. you know, and that's the natural inclination, as you mentioned, and that starts to kind of weigh people down. And we're like, yep. well, I don't have the money for that. I don't have the time yep. for this. I have a day job. I have a day job, right? And you know, and I already just you know invested in this, and you know, it, there's a lot of questions and a lot of speculation that comes into play as to whether or not you should go do it. April is a thousand percent right. You need to look at your materials and think about how hard the materials are working for you. I love what you said about commodity text because I think that's a really great way of really filtering through whether or not the materials are working as hard for you as they could. If you can cover up your name of your business and Mm -hmm. put your competition's name in there and it still makes sense for them and you have to be very honest with yourself it is not doing the work that it needs to in order to really establish your brand and those three key questions, which is who am I, why would you want me, and how am I different, Yep. right? So think about that in the context of if you can do that and it's saying, ah, it's screaming to you and like red light's like, oh, I'm anybody, start thinking about, well, then how do I differentiate? How do I talk about who I am in a way that is a little bit more specific to me and a little bit more unique to me? And then why would somebody choose me as a result of this? Do I have the right proof points? Yep. To, or do I need to get new proof points? You might not even know what they are right now. That's Absolutely. fine. Yep. But you just are at least are like highlighting them and articulating the fact that, hey, this isn't working as well as it could. And then you're going to kind of chunk it out and you know, bite it off as you can, right? Yep. Absolutely. Really good builds. All right, number two, define the messaging pillars. And I'm going to hand this one to Anne because she's been living this a little bit for one of our clients lately and definitely helped me refine this section. So, Anne, over to you. Yeah, and this one can be a little bit hard to articulate. So I'm going to try it a couple different ways. And April, keep me honest if this is making sense. Yeah, this was one where it was hard to give you like the step-by-step full transparency. So Right, but we, exactly. Yeah. Now, what I will say is we have a deep dive worksheet on message tracks. That is a good place to start that kind of gives the format or a format for how to think through this. Because the thing to keep in mind here is that we're calling a messaging pillars when I was in PR, we called it message tracks. Yeah, I mean, there's we so call many it communication words. tracks. I mean, people can call them a bunch of different things. In reality, it's the same strategy, which is first identifying what you want people to believe about you. Yes. Like ultimately, what do you want people to believe about you? What do you want them to take away? It's generally something more on the emotional side, yep. right? Now, generally, when you're going to go back and do your audit, and this is the case for like 90% of people to go back and do their audits, they're finding that they kind of resign themselves to a really functional way of talking about themselves. They talk about what they do. Yep. We are an account, we're accountants, or even if you're saying we're fantastic out of this world, the best accountants ever, right? You know, it's that language doesn't help to differentiate you because again, you put your hand over that, that could be anybody can claim that, right? So what we want you to do is start to think about things in terms of how you're impacting others. That is the key here. And so what we want people to believe, get yourself in that mindset of what kind of impact do you want to have on them so they believe something about you that is of value to them. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's that's where you start. And I'm going to take it through it a little bit of an example here in a second. But just hold with me for a second. Then you identify three to five buckets that are based on your tone of voice. Generally, three is about all you can handle. When it starts to becoming about closer to the five, it starts to kind of feel very um, much the same. You start kind of, 
it starts kind of feeling a little diluted across the board, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it's hard to kind of differentiate. It all starts kind of mushing together. So three is generally the number. Sometimes it could be four, but try to do three. Especially if you haven't done this before, you got to give yourself what you can manage against. I think you get closer to the five when you're more in it and your brand is maturing and you can have slightly different platforms, but totally agree. You got to start and put the stakes in the ground. And I think when you look at your um, auditing back to that first point, that's where you, you usually typically start to see buckets of things that can inspire what those look like. Right, exactly. So those, those buckets become the how you're delivering or why somebody should believe that about you, yep. okay? And the format that I use that kind of helps you think through this is like, I am something. So this is what you want people to believe about you because, and that becomes your sub point, right? Mm-hmm. Or, your, or your bucket point, right? So for example, I am an expert in marketing, right? So if that was what I want people to believe about me, then, and obviously the, there's more to that in that belief statement because I haven't gotten to the impact yet, but I'm trying to simplify for the for just this discussion for right now. If I am, I want people to believe I'm an expert on marketing, my how or my sub point would be because I have 40 years of experience in marketing, mm-hmm. right? So that might be a proof point. Now, underneath that is sub points that then reinforce that point. Yep. So it's like, I've had 20 years at P&G. I've had five years on my own. I have gone across these industries. I have delivered this kind of work. So that letters up to what that 40 years of experience look like so that it letters back up to why I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. You know, so another point might be more of a deep dive. It's like, I have a lot of expertise in a certain area, like PR, communications, influencer marketing. I have done this. So you start seeing how it's kind of breaking across. Now, the the whole goal here is not to just reiterate your message track based on what it was before. Yep. It's to embrace the tone of voice Yes, in, so that it starts to infiltrate through your whole message track or your, your messaging pillars so that voice in the way that you want to articulate and way that way you want that to show up starts to come through across all of your different marketing channels. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's starts becoming like the structure for how this thing looks. Now, you can start to kind of pressure test it. to, And if you're kind of not sure where to start or what it should look like, you could start kind of ideating and then pressure testing based on a couple uh, questions here. So one is, you know, is there a single statement that encompasses what you're trying to communicate within this pillar? Again, that helps you to kind of like really drill down about what you want people to know, what is important for people to know in order for them to believe for my example, that I'm a marketing expert, okay? So really think about what that, how that's important and think about how that differentiates you from your competition too. So what is something that's about you that may not be about your competition that if somebody understood and believed, it would ladder up to that overarching takeaway that you want people to have, right? Um, then you have to address though too, is it big enough, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we nail it down so far <laughs> that then the supporting point becomes nothing, right? There's like one supporting point. I was going to say there's like one. (laughs) Yeah, and if that's the case, and the the statement you're trying to make is probably a supporting point, not the overarching point, right? Now, that doesn't mean you should generalize your your messaging pillars that they're so general that it could mean anything to anybody. Again, you have to be very specific as to how they mean something to you. But the some points become that way of potentially differentiating. Um, And... Think about, again, is it emotional enough? Have you gone too functional again? Again, Mm -hmm. people totally gravitate to 
things like we provide good service. Well, great. I would expect everybody to provide good service. You should expect that all your competition provides good service. How do you provide service in a way that impacts others and, and impacts the way that they feel about you? Mm-hmm. That becomes the way that you build that out. So instead of we provide good service, it's we provide service so you don't have to worry about anything yep. with regards to this process. So that starts becoming the way that you start bringing it to life and how your tone of voice starts to link back um, or link through your, your message track and links back into your brand character. How did I do on that? I think that was really good. And as you were talking, I, well, I think you covered that much better than I could have. Um, so there you go. Gold star for you for today. Well, yeah, I only did it for 10 um, years, but okay. <laughs> but I think um, the important part and, and why this is hard to articulate and give you like really salient ways to go and do this is because it is that bridge, which means that the character traits, the tone of voice principles, and then the messaging pillars or buckets or whatever you want to call them, they all really do have to work together. Right. And so I think that the messaging becomes more functional by nature comparatively to the character and the tone of voice because you're starting to be more, you know, pragmatic or specific about how you deliver. You're using words. Yes. But you... It is really important to the point you made that you don't lean too far than the other way and go back into the functional stuff that you had before. So I will just put a fine point by giving one example from our tone, right? So Mm -hmm. our brand character, we are forthright. That is our name, right? Right. That is an inherent characteristics that that Ann and I share and that we believe is very foundational to our brand. The tone of voice principle is we are direct but not disrespectful, So then when we get to messaging, we say we give clear and actionable direction, right? That's kind of the respectful. Respectful. Yeah. Like that's the payoff, right? But so clear and actionable direction could be said by lots of people, but reflect different tones, right? So like as it goes all the way through, it's like Ann and I... We'll never say, client, that was a dumb answer to that question. That's not right. We're the experts. Here's why. Mm. Right? We will say, I appreciate the point and that you are the expert in your business. However, based on our lens as an outside resource, we believe it should look like this. Right? And so you can start to see how we have a tone about us. And I mean that example like Probably no one's ever going to say a client's dumb, right? But I mean, just to show you, well, hopefully not. (laughs) um, But we never take a stance that is super ego driven, right? But like all of those things have to work together in the way that we communicate in order to build that higher level connection with people and get them to understand very specifically how we're different, why they want us and why to choose us. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.